You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to Ratchet Ramblings, uh, brought to you. I'm very upset. Fuck all of that. Um... This is an anti-Real Housewives of Atlanta podcast because this shit is so fucking boring that I cannot believe it's airing on TV. I've never seen something be so dry for so many episodes while being such a senior show. Fuck y'all. Take this show off the air. Revamp it totally. I don't know what y'all have to do, but this ain't it. This is not it. I watched episode 13, wasn't it? Did not give a single solitary fuck about Cynthia's wedding in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. I didn't care. I didn't care at all. The most interesting part of this episode was Portia telling Dennis she don't want his fat, sloppy, hot dog built ass. Really and truly, that was it. I do not care. I just don't. Y'all are bravo. You don't get no bravo. You don't get no standing ovation. You don't get no hand claps. Find some other shit to replace this with because this shit is tired. It's tired. It was not good. It was boring. It was really boring. Truly. These girls don't have no real chemistry. They don't mesh well. I'm sick of seeing Kenya in that bloated, bubbly ass face on my TV crying over Mark Daly. I'm sick of all of it. Fuck y'all. Portia, good for you. That's what I got good fucking for you because Dennis couldn't possibly be this pressed to have you because when he had you and had you wholeheartedly he was cheating on you and cheating on you while you was pregnant and cheating on you while you was going through postpartum so you take your fat bloated hot dog king funky face ass and you let that girl go be happy and continue to get bolo bolo's bolo do you hear me leave her alone she don't want you Like she said in the episode, if it wasn't for PJ, y'all wouldn't even be speaking. Bye, you little bitty short sausage built Vienna sausage body ass nigga. Leave that pretty ass woman alone. Now, when you had her fine ass, you couldn't do right. Loser. Goddamn bird brain. Now, that's all I got for Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Kenya, you just so goddamn miserable that your your glands, your sweat glands got sweat glands. You just look greasy and miserable all the fucking time on our TV screen. And Cynthia, you are 50 plus years old, okay? You are too old to not understand that when you do something as egregious as have a 250 plus people wedding in the middle of a pandemic, that people will drag you for it. It comes with the territory. And it's a sad day. It's a cold day in Satan's hell when Kenya got to make sense and say, hey, you did that. You made that decision. People are going to talk about it. Get over it. You look beautiful, but you're still stupid. Congratulations, I guess, bitch. Anyways, now, welcome to Ratchet Ramblings. I'm your host, Candace, and as usual, I'm joined by my partner in crime. Uh, Jeremy is here, my AKA. Today is that, who's my AKA today, friend? AKA Fred Scampton. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. 
Well, I'm gonna let Jeffrey come in. in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, niggas. Um, I'm Jeremy, and uh, for today, my AKA will be um, (laughs) my AKA will be uh, (laughs) Council Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hashtag. (laughs) Now, before we move on, I don't think I could have said it better myself. You stupid motherfuckers, get on Al Gore's internet, wiggle your goddamn fingers, and manage to defend Sean King when the families of the slain due to police brutality are saying what Black Lives Matter is doing, what Sean King is doing, is crooked, is corrupt. They are not helping the families that have been victims of injustice at the hands of the police they are profiting they are getting famous they are not helping mm. and half for a very every long time, time at this point every time somebody asks sean king for receipts on the tamir rice money that he fundraised he posts a screenshot from 2015 that was six months after the death of Tamir Rice. We are in 2021. Tamir Rice was unjustly murdered in 2014. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. You know how much money he has raised in those seven years and continue to use the likeness and name of Tamir Rice? Meanwhile, Samira Rice is just asking for help to get her organization and community center off the ground in her son's name so that another black parent won't have to deal with what she dealt with so that these children can have somewhere to come and play and be safe and and get their needs met. Friend, I'm gonna say this with my chest. When you use Cash App, they document money sent and received. When you Mm. use Venmo, they document money sent and received. When you use PayPal, they document money you send or money you receive. Same thing for Zelle. Same thing for if you do it with your banking institution. There is always documentation. So you are telling me that a motherfucker who prides himself on having fundraised money into the millions for these families can't produce one legal document to prove that the money went to the respective families. Not one, not one legal document. When you use GoFundMe, same thing, documentation. When you crowdfund, it's documented. But you're telling me that he can't produce one legal piece of documentation to say, this is what I raised. This is where the money went. I don't give a fuck about a screenshot from 2015 and in 2021 Tamir's rice name is still being used as a part of how Black Lives Matter campaigns and moves about this fucking country. 
And for y'all to disrespect the families, call them bitter, call them the ops, call them the feds. I know y'all fucking lying. The irony. The call is literally coming from inside the house. I will be so glad when a family or multiple families file a lawsuit against Sean King and a judge orders that a court-ordered forensic accountant must comb through all of his financial records because then and only then will we get the truth. Black Lives Matter, fuck y'all. Y'all are sitting on $90 million and you have families of victims dealing with homelessness in the middle of a fucking pandemic. How? Mm. You could buy a family a house living in California and you'd still, you'd have $88 million. Right. And that's nothing but a tax write-off for y'all. That's a charitable contribution. Yep. You know, it's really, um, it's sad that it's taken this long, but I'm glad that we here, uh, because this, these are things that the families, um, of, uh, those that have been slain, you know, by police violence and police brutality, um, the local black lives organizations, um, in different cities and chapters, the, 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 the individual chapters, these are things that people have been saying about, that these people have been saying about Sean King, um, shit, Tamika married black, the national black lives matter organization. These are things that they have been saying for a long time. And a lot of people dismissed it. Um, like you said, called them the ops, called them bitter, called them this and that, called it, called it in fighting, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now the truth is being shown. Um, and you can't ignore it anymore. Um, you should have listened the first time. But, you know, people hard hit it. But at this point, you can't ignore it anymore. Um, you can't ignore that these people are not in community with, you know, with one of these families, with one, the people that they supposed to, they claim to be for, and they are grifters, opportunists, and scammers. And, you know, if you choose to ignore that and still align yourself with them, well then, in the words of my friend, fuck y'all. You the fucking problem too. Now, yeah. got that off my chest. Um, I came in hot, and as that's letting you know how the episode is going to be, we are about to uh, hop on over to, uh, where do you want to go Hello. first, friend? You want to go to Little Women Atlanta since we already dogged out these uh, old Atlanta hoes that's regular size? Yeah. Okay, and I mean, well. And, I, and speaking of hot, I mean, <laughs> we could just continue from last week <laughs> what we started with Atlanta. <laughs> Um, I really do like Tamir, and I'm very upset that in the previews for the episodes going forward, that not only will Juicy, not only will money continue to treat her poorly, but Juicy will join in on the bullshit until she decides to go back to D.C. This is the thing. This is a much younger little person who has not had the opportunity to grow up and be around other little women specifically black little women mm -hmm. so you have a duty juicy being almost 80 <laughs> to really try to help her fit in and get acclimated 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure this whole you not my child. I don't know you like that. I don't like when people do that. Especially That's not how mentoring works. At all. I will say. I liked the confidence workshop. I liked it for the twins. I especially liked it for the the model one, the one trying to be a model. She seems to just be holding on to a lot. If I could tell her anything, I don't feel like you should feel guilty about firing Minnie as your manager prior to her passing that had nothing to do with her passing. That was a business decision. We will never fully know the causes behind how she got into such a tragic car accident but that that's not a weight for you to carry on your shoulders because even though you had severed business ties, the friendship and the love was still there. And that's that. Right. And many didn't, many yeah. didn't hold any ill will or feelings towards y'all making that decision prior to a passing. So you should not feel guilty and hold that, that burden and, 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 and that feeling. Cause many wouldn't want you to do that. I, yeah, I agree. I don't think many will want that for you. And I, I like, so the talent agency that you went to, I like them because a lot of people, as y'all have said, a lot of people see y'all as like some sort of circus act mm-hmm. or some type of uh, something to be prodded and paraded inhumanely. Yeah. He was giving you very sound advice, even down to the fact that if he signs you to the agency, he wants you to be marketable. He doesn't want you to get boxed into being a lingerie model or something sexy, or he wants you to have an opportunity to be commercial yeah, and get into that realm. To have the range. To have the range. I liked him and I'm glad he was honest with you. I'm glad he said, Hey, let's keep working on this confidence you need to look comfortable. You're beautiful, but you're not confident. And modeling is ultimately, even if on the inside, you got to be able to look confident on the outside. Yeah. So I was I very, I, think, I was very appreciative of that. Yeah, I agree. To, I, I think the workshop uh, definitely was good for, for the twins. Now, now, I want to say this. Um, and I feel it is a very simple sentence, but it, uh, it is a very poignant one. Money, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I was going to try to wait till we just dragged her all in one fit. But since we're here. <laughs> for I mean, you to be such up. a little, for you to be such a little bitch, you a bit coward. <laughs> now. I'm saying that with my whole chest, little bitch, big coward. <laughs> really and truly, because you couldn't even stand up in the you couldn't even stand up in the fact that you was shading that girl. You was giving her fucked up energy. You did have a problem and do have a problem with her being a part of that group. And you told everybody but her because you're not no real bitch. Mm. You're not a real bitch and you're not a real little bitch. You're not real. No. For real. 
and that and I had a problem with everybody. So I'm just trying to keep the peace. You know, the thing with keeping the peace is part of keeping the peace is calling motherfuckers out when they dead wrong. You can Juicy keep, and you, Abira said that yes, money was definitely being shady, but they didn't want to say nothing because they're trying to keep the peace. Girl, that that ain't keeping the peace. That's you being cowards, which you seem to have in common you, with with money. And being complicit. Yeah, because I didn't like how Juicy tried to both sides the thing when she was talking to to uh, to Tamara about it. She was like, "Yeah, money did uh, like overreacted, but nah, nah, ain't no but." Because money absolutely overreacted, and and, I, and Juicy, you know, <laughs> pun intended, being on the money that the reason she acted out that way is because she is insecure. Because as we and Candace talked at the pregame, every single one of these ladies got something going on besides her. Even many, God rest her soul, she had stuff going on. Everybody has something to, hell, even Andrea's ass. Hell, everybody has something to do and has something going on except money. Money's whole storyline is literally being broke, hopping on couches, and this, and her nigga. And shoot, not even with that, because hell, in the previews, like Candace was saying in the pregame, hell, he trying to move back to Texas. So literally all she got is being broke and hopping on couches. That's it. And it's eating her alive inside. But baby, that's between you, your therapist, and the Lord you serve. That ain't got shit to do with shit to do with the new girl. And, and that's you why you had to be such a big bad uh, well not big wrong choice of words. <laughs> for you to be for you to be such a high headed bitch and my temper this and I fly off the handle, you sure couldn't tell that girl to her face. Yeah, I was looking at you crazy. I don't like you. Right. How you know my energy? How you know this? Meanwhile, in the previews, every time somebody try to get to know the girl, you mad and you jealous. I was like, she going fishing with a beer. She ain't never invited me to go fishing. Bitch, you don't want to do nothing but go fishing through Moreland's phone to see who else he cheating on you with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hell, you, you ain't never invited oh, me. Oh, so she shit. a dancer too? A pretty fucking good one, if we being honest. Even yeah. though a beer girl, why did you have this woman trying to dry dance on the dock of the goddamn bay? Right. Ha trying to have her up uh, like a fish out of water. A beer, you too damn old. You know better. Because you know and damn yeah, well ain't nobody had you do good. that. That song ain't good. That song ain't, it ain't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, like a beer, listen, I respect you being on your grind. Um, and I never take that away from you. I ain't listening to that damn music. No. But again, at least you are doing things, unlike money. Yeah, money, you 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 have a problem with Tamira because she's everything that you're not. Mm. She's young, she's college educated, she doesn't have any kids, she has multiple talents, she's able to, you know, fit in with a group of girls. The other girls seem to like her, and that's pissing you off. You've got to exactly. own that. Because you literally have no reason to be mad at this girl. You up here breaking goddamn furniture that you know you too goddamn broke to pay for and shit. Oh, well, they was at a rage room, so you know that don't count. But it's True. just still like you did all of that and you absolutely was shading her and absolutely the energy she picked up from you was fucked up. And you couldn't even stand on it. 
Right. Yeah, your reaction, your reaction proved the point. That was some weak bitch if, energy you gave off. Right, because if it was truly a miscommunication, it would have been nothing to be like, my bad, girl, I didn't mean it. I apologize. You know, and squash that shit right there. Now you reacted and you reacted like a guilty bitch. Exactly. But as we see in the previews, uh, they're going to continue to not treat Tamara well, and I don't really care for that. Yeah, I but like I that. am here for seeing... Uh, one of the twins get into it with Miss Juicy. I'm here for that. Yes. Also, I appreciated Tamir saying, hey, look, I'm very aware that y'all just lost a very close friend. I'm not trying to come in and take her place. I do know that I have to get to know you ladies, and that's what I would like to do. But in no form or fashion is my place here to try to take anybody's place. She can't be replaced. That young that young lady has more common sense than the older bitches amongst that group. Right. She got more she got more common sense and courtesy and respect than bitches twice her age. Correct. And that's a damn shame. Correct. Well, that's it. Let's let's move on to the Bell Collective reunion part one. <laughs> I, I like this host. I did enjoy it. Yes, Egypt, I did yes. enjoy it. I I enjoyed this first part of the reunion more than a lot this, of the episodes in the season. The season, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, one person in particular, woo. we'll get there. I want to say this. Camera don't have no storyline. <laughs> Camera don't have no storyline. <laughs> she really don't. She just did to be and alone I, with her voice. <laughs> I appreciate uh, us being able to discuss fertility issues amongst women and how overwhelming it could be. But after that, Tamra don't have no storyline. She really don't. And, and that's just my thing on that. And... Shit. Well, I feel like Antoinette probably had a lot more of a storyline, but I feel like y'all edited her out a lot because the way she was dragging Marie on this part one. Yes, I want I I want more of that. But before that, Antoinette, you do a lot about the the thought of having mixed kids. It's really weird, <laughs> right? It's so over dramatic. Like he's extremely overreactive. Yeah. Like all this crying and d- dramatic pausing, like we in a movie and shit. It, we didn't. We didn't need that. It wasn't that deep. Exactly. And also, yeah. we've seen this. We've seen this play out like a million times by now about biracial kids or whatever. Like we, we already know. We we know. We know. We know. Yeah. Yep. Please get to the please get to the dragon and the shade and the stuff that we care about, please. Which yep. which she did, which she did. So Yeah, absolutely. Now let's get to the good shit, friend. Go. <sighs> so let's talk about this 
this Latrice, this Letitia, Latrice Marie shit with this blogger, and he said, she said, what happened? Um, all three of you motherfuckers look stupid. <laughs> all three of y'all look stupid at different points about this whole thing. But let's start with let's start with Letitia, ma'am, beloved, Miss Mamas. I know this is y'all first time doing this show. But you not finna sit here and tell me this ain't your first time watching reality TV. You know, you know damn well that when you do these shows, that bloggers, hell, regular niggas watching, people, people talk, people gossip. Hell, that's literally the purpose of this fucking show. And reality TV in general is gossip and mess. You yourself have said that Jackson ain't that damn big and word gets around. Because it's very small. So with that said, it should not surprise you that some shit about you and your nigga, put a pin in that, <laughs> might get around on blogs and might get around town and it might come back to you. Letitia, if little Tommy... <laughs> Because, girl, you sounded the fuck stupid. Second person that sounded stupid, Marie. <sighs> Marie. I need you to understand something. People was talking about you watching this show and about how you carry on with Latrice because we have eyes. You was a bully. You are a bully. You a bully, you were you were a bully to everybody but your nigga who was mistreating you. Also put a pin in that. That's why you was getting hate, beloved. That and and it wasn't even hate, it was just people calling you on your shit because you was a bully. Second thing, I need you to, to understand that you're not that important. Nobody has to lie and make up things about you and you know. Spread it amongst the group of girls and blah, blah, blah. Again, y'all keep saying this Jackson ain't that damn big. Word gets around. Shit happens. Shit got people. People get get shit cracking. That's, again, literally the point of this show. So, Maria, I need you to understand that it wasn't that damn deep. People make up rumors and shit all the time, beloved. It ain't that deep. Third, Latrice. And I'm glad he just said this to you. If you did not start the rumor or whatever about Letitia um, and Maria or whatever, but you heard it from somebody and you, you know, being, you know, a friend, you came to Letitia and gave her the heads up. Like, look, these people saying this shit about you. I don't know who started it, who did what, but these people saying this shit about you. Latrice. If you didn't start it, which I which I believe you didn't. If you didn't start it, but you heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody, then that means somebody that may, may be in your entourage or maybe, you know, works on you, whatever, they could have started it and then pass it along and pass it along and pass it along until it got back to you and then you gave Letitia the heads up. You got real defensive for no goddamn reason. Egypt tried to give you the loop and tried to give you the common sense that I literally just said, and you got defensive and, defensive and acted like somebody that was guilty. 
So in summary, bingo. I'll in summary, you, you are pretty. In summary, Latrice, you are pretty and pretty dumb because <laughs> a, a bitch couldn't make me feel guilty for pulling her ear on some shit that was about to completely blindside her. Yes. All facts, no fiction. Bitch, you owe me a thank you if anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just very weird that y'all are blaming Latrice for this white girl that y'all... Well, let me take that back. Listen, from what from the looks of it, based on episode two of the reunion, part two of the reunion, the husband is rumored to have an outside baby. Mm-hmm. And that is what hit the social medias. Mm-hmm. If your husband wasn't cheating on you, there wouldn't be a possibility of your husband having an outside baby and the information of that outside baby hidden social media like a windstorm. Ask Martel. <laughs> now, Literally. the fact that Latrice heard the rumor, which we still, it hasn't been confirmed whether it's his baby or not, but the fact that this was making its way through Jackson, and Latrice said, hey, girl, I don't know what's going on. I'm not asking no questions. I'm just telling you that... You know, what's being said is that your man, your husband has an outside baby. There's no way you thought some of that information was not going to make it into bloggers' hands while you sitting on a nationally watched television show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I just... absolutely no fucking way. I just... There's no way. Now, in terms of Marie... You tarnished your own image. Hello. You tarnished your own business. You put a cloud over your business with your behavior. By acting an ass. Now, That's what, what said, we baby. did not know during the season, friend, and this dumbfounded me, Latrice replaced the hair. I'm glad they and I'm glad they showed hair, that clip. Hair that was proven not to be from Latrice's brand. Mm-hmm. Latrice looked at the hair, said that all of her hair coming in the door is virgin. If it seem, if it's not virgin, she's going back to her supplier and saying, "Uh-uh, this ain't it." it right. It is speculated that the person you took your hair to swapped it out and gave you some bullshit and kept your good hair from Latrice. But what's furthermore infuriating is, and Latrice said this, you don't have one receipt to say that you purchased hair from her business. Mm. We just said this when I was talking about Sean's scheme. Mm. When you're dealing with money, there's always a paper trail. Always follow the money. If you purchase $600 worth of hair from Latrice, that shit is on a bank statement. Mm -hmm. That shit is on your credit card bill. And not only that. There's a date, there's a time, there's a something. There is some type of documentation to say you purchased that hair 
from her business, yet you can't produce one single receipt on it. And this woman was still gracious enough to replace some hair that did not come from her store that you scammed her out of. And you are wondering why is it's not shocking that you being called a scammer and a fraud? Mm. Girl, bye. Also, you bring up very valid points. Also, I can't remember what if it was Egypt or maybe it was Antoinette that said this, but I want to bring up a very simple but yet salient point that I think needs to be said. Marie, if the hair was such a damn issue, why did you wear it anyway? And still lying, because the hair that we saw on the on the wig head was not the hair you wore to the brunch. It wasn't. And when they when I think it was was it Egypt or Antoinette? Um, not yeah, it Antoinette. was Egypt that asked her. Yeah, and, and when Egypt asked that, she was she was stumbling over her words. She was like, "No, no, that that's not true. That's not true. Nah, you didn't got caught on a damn lie." Cause we can roll them clips back, and I'm and I'm mad that nobody pulled them damn that damn clip. That was a prime time to pull to have a flashback mm-hmm. to catch her ass in a lie. And you lying? You definitely lying. Also, now. also, no, another quick point, which harkens back to yours, but I still want to say it. Also, Marie, maybe. Just maybe your business and your reputation took a hit because people was like, is this supposed to be a mental health therapist on our TV screen acting a goddamn ass? I know you fucking lying. Just saying. Lying your ass off. Call coming from Lying like a motherfucker. You spent all your time on this show bullying somebody who was gracious enough to replace some hair that they didn't have to replace. Make that make sense to me. You was, let's just be honest. You use Latrice as a storyline because you didn't want all your shit to fall out the closet. And it fell out the closet anyways because you went uh, you went digging for shit with that racist-ass white woman and she showed you exactly who she is by making sure that all your bullshit made it to the blogs. <laughs> hey, can I be honest? <laughs> can I be honest? Now, I got a huge problem with this bitch even being on the reunion. However, I understand why she was here. Because if she's the one, and she even said she took herself to the bloggers. She had been heard that information about you. Your reputation been kind of shitty in Jackson. Yeah. I, like, that's what I'm like. I don't like that. I don't like her. I don't like her being on the show, the reunion. But I'll be damned if this ain't the shit that we watch these shows for. Y'all have been gung-ho about, now, first things first. The way you treated Latrice, if Latrice did run information to the blog, so what, bitch? You deserved it. (laughs) Because you you did your level best to try to tear down her business over some hair that you did not purchase from her. Mm Mm-hmm. And also lying, talking about they they was talking about my outfit at the brunch again. Marie, you this revision, and I'm glad that's when they said is this revision that says history you have. You do realize that we watched the season, right? They didn't say sh- they weren't even talking to you. I heard them talk about my hair. 
I heard them talk about my this. You ain't heard none of that. You ain't heard shit. You don't. You can't even hear your husband when he come home from uh, traveling with his side bitches out the country. I mean, he she can't hear her husband because her husband don't come home. So, I mean, hello. <laughs> I mean, now speaking of Antoinette, this was the Antoinette we deserved yeah. because the way. Did she eloquently, gracefully, while looking fucking amazing, she looked like light-skinned Keisha, but smarter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She she... dragged the shit out of Marie. And she said what we was all thinking. You love... She said, you are smart. Because one thing about Maria, she's going to revision history how she sees fit to make herself seem like the victim. Nobody was speaking on your outfit. Nobody was speaking on your damn hair. Literally, nobody was talking to you. You was literally talking shit about Antoinette. Yeah, and we saw that. Talking about she was dressed for a funeral or some shit. Yeah. And then, like, literally, because I remember this shit, then literally in your confessional was like, I see Latrice's here, and I'm going to take this opportunity to bring up how this this fat, dissatisfied this I am with this hair I bought from her. Like, girl, you literally did that. We saw it. <laughs> we saw it. Which, on, that's what I'm saying. Like, on, you got to get, like, now, one thing I will say about Bravo Andy and the damn reunions, they'll pull a clip back in a goddamn minute. Y'all need to get better about that. Because y'all, these, they, it was very, it was like four opportunities in this part one of the reunion where y'all could have rolled some damn receipts back and caught people in lies. So y'all need to get better about that. If y'all, if you're going to have reunions like this, you need to, you need to get to running the clip back. Yep. Yeah, you need to take a note from Bravo. On that front. Yeah, definitely. I am looking forward to part two because we do get to hear the white girl say, yeah, shit, I told the blogs all the shit I heard about Marie. What's up? Yeah, I ain't even gonna sit here and hold you. That shit had me hollering because that's the kind of shit that we watch these shows for. <laughs> yeah, I'm just mad that it had to come from a damn white woman. But, but, <laughs> the shit made me laugh. So, and it was Marie, so I'll be mean, like, what you want me to do? Exactly. It's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, if you if you just, I mean, if you just happen to get clocked by oh, a racial, and the and the husbands and shit going to come out. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm real interested to see what, well, what's Letitia Le- Glenn? I'm really interested to see what Glenn's response is going to be about this alleged um, cheating and outside baby. But we we said it we said it um, beginning of the season. N- niggas have been some of these women's downfall this season, mainly yeah. La- Letitia and uh, Marie, and you could mm-hmm. tell by how miserable they act. Yeah. And that's why Marie and Latrice, uh, Letitia stick together because it's miserable married bitches of a feather flocking together. Yeah. You sure all right about that? Yeah. Married to medicine. Speaking of miserable. Woo. 
Y'all was... had a lot of filler in this episode. Let me yeah. say that. Yeah. There's it was. a lot of shit I ain't care about. I ain't care about Toya talking to her kids because she's out of sync with reality, her goddamn self. Right. So I don't want to hear no race relation discussions with her kids when she can't manage to get her own head out her ass in the middle of a pandemic. I right. don't give a fuck. Right. Um the Anila, Anila, as of now, she brings nothing to the show. Agreed. She's just there. She's an accessory. She's like yeah. somebody purse and shit. They yeah, just she, carry her around. She tore your purse. Toya and everybody else. Toya, Simone, whoever she could get next to. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest question. Why the fuck is Dr. Damon married to a trashy bitch like Heavenly? <laughs> Bro, I... <laughs> Why is this upstanding, amazing man married to a bitch who just cannot shut the fuck up and treat people with the same respect and dignity that she wants in return? it baffles me every time i watch this show that damon for all intents and purposes seems like a very upstanding guy and then he married the heavenly i just do not i just do not understand i just cannot believe like what was your you know what your mammy and your pappy knew you was gonna be hell and that's why they gave you the name they gave you because there's nothing heavenly about you. <laughs> you got a nasty fucking spirit. Mm-hmm. Your spirit is nasty. And, and the fact even... of the matter is Cecil never said nothing out the way to you. You took his tweets and applied it to yourself and, and made it as if Simone was making him tweet the shit and you, you got low down in the gutter. And again, why would Simone rekindle any type of friendship with you for that? Like, you crossed the boundary. A huge one. Yeah. I just don't see it. And like, I I, just, I do uh, not, I still, like, when, when it happened at the time, I did not like the justification uh, that she used for it and that she was like, he a man, he shouldn't do this, he he shouldn't do this, he shouldn't say that, period. You but initiated she didn't sock that, you in your eye. You talk shit, he talked a little shit back. And you kept trying to go, go deeper and lower. Right. But let's be clear. You are so immature that your husband has to tell you to stop talking. Right. <laughs> You are old as hell and do not have any decorum, do not know when to be quiet, do not know anything about conflict resolution. At all. And you want folks to believe that you are any type of good at what you do in life. Listen, because I ain't going to say in hurry. I live here in Atlanta. Let me tell you something. I ain't, I ain't never going to no damn, uh, even if it wasn't a pandemic, I wouldn't go to Dr. Heavenly for shit. <laughs> No, absolutely not. And I'm not even now, gonna hold you. Oh, go ahead. No, go. You what you was about to say? I was gonna say, and I ain't even gonna hold you. I don't even know nobody that really go to Doctor Heavenly for real, for real. And I realize that my mm-hmm. you know circle and my you know spill might not be the biggest, but I ain't never heard. I ain't never talked to nobody and just seen them be like, "Yo, Doctor Heavenly, that's the shit." If you want something to do do with dentistry, go to her. 
I'm just saying. Okay. You take with that what you will, but continue, friend. Yes. Oh, <clears throat> let me whisper to you soft spoken. Doctor don't owe you shit. You have been mad for 84 years because you were wrong. And I you pride yourself on being a woman's woman. You pride yourself on being wise, being wise and being kind and considerate where women's issues are are concerned in terms of health and wealth and fertility and this, that and the third. And yet you're you're a breast cancer survivor. And yet you do not see. Where you crossed a huge boundary by discussing a woman's infertility amongst a group of fucking strangers while just really getting to know her mm. and you half-assed apologize and said if that upset you i apologize that's it i'm done that wasn't an apology if anything, you was antagonizing her. And now you feel like Simone should run around chasing you like a puppy dog after you sat up here and told her that her that Heavenly's friendship to you is as valuable as your friendship to her. You can you put a 20 plus year friendship where from your mouth, you delivered her babies. You put a 20 plus year friendship at the same level as a five or six or seven year friendship with Heavenly, who initially could not stand you. And can we also take it a step further? Can we take it a step further? And I know Simone peeped this because I peeped this. The only reason Jackie even said that she values Heavenly Friendship more is because uh, Heavenly kissed Jackie ass. And specifically, Jackie kissed uh, Heavenly kissed Jackie ass in that situation with Buffy. Because remember when Buffy was upset and Heavenly got her ass up like she damn near wanted to fight Buffy? Like, you don't talk about Dr. Jackie like that, Jack, Dr. Jackie, blah, 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 blah. The only reason that Jackie is even putting Heavenly's friendship up there is because Jack Heavenly kissed Jackie ass and continued to kiss Jackie ass in a situation she was dead ass wrong. And her actual friend that Jackie has, Simone, is holding her accountable and saying, no, girl, I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like you gave a genuine apology. I'm not going to sit here and act like you lie and act like you was right in this situation because you dead ass wrong. And Jackie cannot stand that. And that's why she all of a sudden is being like, you know, shit, heavily my ride or die. You a lie. And Jackie, you got a, you got a whole lot of motherfucking nerve wanting people to be accountable when for very several seasons you weren't even accountable with your own goddamn husband that cheated on you. Mm-hmm. Like now we can just get to the fucking root about it. Like this whole new Dr. Jackie, this is this is very this is very funny coming from somebody who shit wasn't even holding a nigga who just who cheated because he couldn't get his dick wet accountable. This is a this is a lot. This is a lot of grandstanding. 
A whole lot. And I'm just, I'm lot. just. I'm just shocked at the level of narcissism. Like you really are mad at Simone because Simone would not would not lie lie for you saying that you was not wrong in, in a situation you was clearly wrong in. Like I just it's 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 the it's the audacity for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now can we address the elephant in the room? Wait, yeah. hold on. Wait, where you want to go? Michael. Wanna... Michael is really a brilliant, outgoing young man, and congratulations to him. Okay. Congratulations, Simone and Cecil. Oh, okay, I was just about to say, Michael, I had a rumor. Yes, yes, congratulations. Yes. Yes. And I told you, he grew in them looks. He did, he grew didn't he? into them looks. He, he mm, did. Very handsome. Very handsome young man, seems very well-rounded, very outgoing. Yeah. Congratulations, and we wish you the best in, in your endeavors uh, through college. Now, Contessa and Scott. <laughs> and the fiery fuck makes you open up a whole medical practice together and y'all marriage is in complete fucking shambles ooh, 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 ooh. talk about putting why the... would you do that Sharon <laughs> talk about putting the cart before the horse ooh. Mm. y'all no, I just I... Mm. What in the fuck is that? What is that about? Like, bro, y'all, you like, do y'all not realize that y'all literally was damn near on the outs? I mean, I mean, judging by the previews, y'all might be on the outs later on the season, but we talking about right now. Do y'all realize that y'all was just damn near on the outs last season because Contessa wanted to go back to school? Like, <laughs> like, y'all, like, what the fuck make you think y'all are the like? If you can't get it together at home. What makes you think you're gonna be able to get it together at a practice in a business? Do you, listen, love and business don't always mix. See, um, see the holes. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, what the hell make you think with the problem that y'all got? Because y'all got way deeper problems than no fucking communication. Um, way deeper. What the hell make you think this was a smart idea? Like, if y'all was in a healthy Spacing y'all marriage and y'all relationship, I would be all for this. But this is not a good idea. It's not. Especially with the foreshadowing that we saw in the previews and what the shit that gonna hit the fan probably sooner than we think. This is not a smart idea. This is not a good idea. Mm. If anything, this is a potential to cause even more trouble in y'all marriage. Because again, Love and business do not always mix. No. If anything, love and, and business often can cause friction with the love. Because love is love, which honestly, we can't tell living y'all house anymore. <laughs> and business is business. Them two don't always mix. 
So I just do not understand why y'all did this. This was not a good idea. Uh, first of all, I do not like that Scott was basically a, a, a typical man saying that he don't want to go back to therapy because he feel like they could be adults enough to fix their shit on their own. First of all, if y'all could, y'all wouldn't be in that spot. So that's number one. Um, number two, therapy is always good, sir. Always. Therapy is And it good. says a lot about where you are mentally that you feel like therapy is a waste of time. Mm. That you feel like you have the tools, the, the capabilities, the keys, and everything else needed to handle such a fragile, rocky marriage. Mm. Mm. It says that you absolutely need therapy. You are a mm. doctor, a medical mm. doctor. You're mm. not a therapist. You're not a psychiatrist. You're not Come a psychologist. Come on. You need to be in therapy if you want to save your marriage. Yeah. Because y'all are no further ahead than y'all was last season. The only difference is she finished school and y'all haphazardly decided to open the business together. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. None more, none less. Yeah. And that's after y'all gave the impression last season that y'all were going to do better. Then we fast forward, come to my find out, hell, y'all still in the same damn place. So clearly, clearly, it wasn't just about her going to school. Because if it was about her going to school and she finished school and y'all still had these same problems, then what the hell? Exactly. So, sir, you have, y'all absolutely needed more therapy. And the fact that y'all are not going because you wanted to, that says a lot. And I'm, and I'm gonna be honest, you know, I think, you know, at the time when we first started this show, shit, me, Candace, and Curtis, we was all in agreement. Like, especially compared to the other one, Scott and Contessa used to be one of our favorite couples. Shit, not nah. shit. <laughs> and it's both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's both of them. Yeah, it is. But it's something that Contessa said in the previews. That let me know that she's holding on to something she should let go. She said for Scott's birthday, she bought him a Range Rover. When she graduated, he didn't even get her a cake. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't saying that. I didn't think nothing of it, though. Now... You are holding on to somebody that does not see the value in anything that you accomplish outside of sticking to their agenda. It may be time to let things go. There's no way you can buy somebody a luxury car for their birthday and they can't even try to celebrate such a huge accomplishment like graduating from college in a whole different kind of field choice. You know what? You know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So things are about to hit the ceiling for Scott and Contessa. And I hope Contessa chooses herself because so many women do not. I hope we people are not in her ear talking about, but the kids, but the this, but the choose yourself. Yeah. Because God is showing you who he is. So, mm. 
Was that it? I think, yeah, I think that's it. Love and marriage, motherfucking Huntsville. Okay. Okay, now where do you want to start? I'm going to take it from the top. Okay, let you know what? Good, because that'll go in line with what I was talking to you about uh, pre-game. So let's go. I do not. So here's the thing. I'm absolutely okay with Marceau holding Tisha accountable when it's applicable. Right. Okay. I'm absolutely okay with that. I'm not okay with Marceau trying to force a narrative on Letitia and not honoring and respecting the fact that Mel dished a lot of disrespect their way that was undeserved. And yes, there was a conversation where Letitia said she felt like they were growing distant because Mel just never checked in anymore and did all of that. But there was a lot more as... Oh, um, y'all knew when to roll the footage back on that shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but to, but to sit but to sit and say my husband wasn't having no cheating issues until we started hanging with y'all and I know more about your marriage than you know about your marriage and I know who your husband be cheating with. That's a lot of that's a lot of undeserved disrespect that she threw. To, to lick her own wounds. And I absolutely do not believe Letitia has to act like it was never said for the sake of moving on and repairing the friendship. I do not. I do not. I feel like Mel should be held accountable for those comments. I, you know what? I absolutely agree. And this kind of segues into what, y'all, what I was saying. Okay, so sometimes, as y'all listening know, sometimes when I watch these shows, I watch them on YouTube. Uh, specifically, I watch Love and Marriage Huntsville on YouTube. Because sometimes they explain it, they out be tripping. And also, I just be wanting to see the comments, you know, about what people be saying about these shows sometimes. So I've been saving this because I wanted to ask Candace. I saw a comment on YouTube about this episode that said that they think Marceau is playing, trying to play nice with Melody because he knows that Melody does indeed have some dirt on him. Do you think that's true? That's an interesting take. Right. That's why. See, you see why I saved it. Because I saw that's that. That's an interesting take. And that's I saw an that. interesting take. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily agree. I believe Marceau wants in financially on that 47 acres. Mm. And in order for that 47 acres now to go anywhere... He has to have some type of amicable relationship with Melody and Martell because they're not together. They don't operate as one now. Mm. In the past, if you dealt with one on business, you was dealing with the other. Yeah. Now they both own that property. They both own that land. Both their names are tied to it, but they're two separate entities. Yeah. And the land will have to be sold. And the contract is still in place. And I think he wants in on that contract because it's worth about he he stands to to gain about thirty million dollars if he is the general contractor 
for the residential properties or the commercial properties or whatever the fuck he does, he stands to make a lot of money off that deal. Um, and it won't go anywhere if Mel is like, uh-uh, fuck Marceau and Tisha. And it won't go anywhere if Martel is like, uh-uh, fuck Marceau and Tisha. He's trying to play both sides of the fence at this point. So I don't know if she necessarily has dirt on him. Because like we said with Bell Collective, when your life is in front of these cameras, shit comes full circle really quickly. Yeah, so I, I truly believe that if he was cheating on Tisha or had cheated on her, we would have got that information as quick as we got Martel's cheating information. Shit, that shit broke in season one. Mid-season right. one, too. They hadn't even been on they hadn't even been on TV for a full season yet, and his cheating scandal had come out. So much so that they was able to film it. All right. I believe Huntsville is one of those cities like Jackson, Mississippi, is very small. Yeah, everybody know everybody. Quick. Yeah. Word get around quick. So that's the only thing that's making me say, mm, I don't think it's any dirt there. I think this is fine. His motives are financial. And I'm not necessarily mad, but at the expense of gaslighting your wife, come on now. Yeah. Be be straight up with her. Be straight up. Say, listen, Tisha, I want you and Mel to bury the hatchet so we have a better chance of making $30 million. Yeah. That's what I want you to do. I know that you don't like shit she said about us, and I don't either. I don't, I think I don't think the same of them as I used to. But this is an opportunity to build generational wealth for our kids. And I want to move forward and try to, man, I want to try to get my hands on that deal. I will respect that a lot more than trying to force her to have a relationship with somebody who won't acknowledge the shit that they said about them. Yeah. Fair enough. I just saw that comment and I wanted your take on it because I thought it was interesting because I hadn't thought about it. It is interesting. It is interesting. It is. And I feel like cheating comes full circle on these shows quickly. We've yeah. seen it on Bell Collective. We've seen it on Love and Hip Hops. You know, we a Housewives. lot of the shows that we watch, Housewives, a lot of the shows that we watch, when the, when the man is cheating, it make it to the blogger's hands so fucking fast. Because the mistresses or people close to him would do anything for a check. Yeah, I mean, and also the men usually be cheating sloppy, so. Yeah. So unless unless his shit is airtight, then, you know, hey, but I think this is all financially motivated. When the uh, friend, when Mar- Martel's friend Chris came to him and was like, hey, you know, Martel want to get you in on this 47 acres shit as one of the contractors for the commercial or the residential side dollar sign started going off in his head it sounded like it was a casino he was at a casino in his goddamn brain it was just cha-chings every fucking where fair enough fair enough but i agree with you. i did not i did not like how he shit basically gaslit tisha because she was not in the wrong melanie was yeah she certainly was she certainly was in the wrong. And um, that leads me to her conversation with Kimmy. Mm. Mm. 
Stop asking that woman to be in the middle of y'all's bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want Especially... you to be in the middle, Kimmy. I just want you to tell the truth. You asking me to be in the middle, period. And I'm so glad she said that. She was like, make up your mind. Like, you can't want me to stay out of it, but then also want me to be in it. That is not the, that, that literally is the opposite. Pick a, pick a side. Either you want me in the shit or you don't. But you heard the conversation happen. You heard it happen too. You spoke your truth. She spoke hers. Either y'all don't, y'all don't see eye to eye and get past it or you not. And that's really there's it. nothing there's nothing Kimmy could do in the middle of it besides create more havoc amongst the ladies. That's right. the part I wish they would see. Cause also, Millie, you know, you should, you know, smart as you is, you not use your common sense. Even if Kimmy said it, even if Kimmy said it, like she heard that conversation too, that doesn't necessarily automatically mean Tisha is gonna you agree with you. And it don't mean you right. Also that. <laughs> because the crux of it boils down to you want Kimmy to address something that is very minor in comparison to the other things you said and did concerning Letitia and Marceau. Hello. And you don't want to own up to that. And I'm right. and I'm I'm disliking you for that. Cause you did, you have been going to mile to try to kind of tear her down. And yeah. again, we said it last week and the bears repeating. If you know for a fact that man is cheating on her, why haven't you pulled her to the side, brought your receipts, told her, and then took your hands off of it and went on about your day. Exactly. Like you have literally been holding this over her head, like the big joker, but you, it's literally the analogy. It's literally like you have in the big joker in your hand playing spades and you not throwing it down. Exactly. You just holding on to it. Listen, spades being cut, spades being cut, books being drawn, and you just got the big joke, and you just holding on to it for no goddamn reason. What is the point? If you got this tea, spill it. Hello. In the world's of Monique, name names or keep it on the playground. Because right now you playing ball head of games and not. You you playing ball head of games and you wanting people to be accountable when you are not being accountable yourself. Now, speaking of playing games, Marceau went to talk to Melody. I don't know. I, again, I think this is all financial motivation. And I'm not upset at making a run at $30 million. Because if it took me having a chance at $30 million just burying the hatchet with a bitter bitch who got cheated on and her nigga made an outside baby on her, well, shit, hey, friend, I'm sorry. What's up? Let's get cool again. <laughs> right. I mean, none of what I said. You okay? The kids good? Right. You look good? Yeah. You looking healthy? Yeah. Right. How old are you? Now, you hey, you glowing, friend. What's up with you? Ooh. I played a role for $30 million. Yeah. With that said, though, and we said this in the pregame. It was some flirty energy. It's it's real weird between them two. It's, all, it's almost like two kids, to, like a boy and a girl in a playground, and because they, you know, immature and can't communicate their feelings or whatever, they picking on each other to, as a means of flirting. It's, it's real weird energy with them two. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, got that, I got that vibe, too. 
you know, I I I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's it's, it's real weird I with them two. I picked it up. I picked it up. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't dislike it if they was both single, but like y'all playing with too much fire. Right. That's why. I don't, that's why I dislike it. <laughs> that's, what that, that's why I don't like it. Yeah, y'all y'all ain't doing y'all ain't doing right. Mm-mm. But other than that, you know, okay, cool. Now, I so I rarely ever agree with Tisha when it comes to Marceau's business decisions. However, I understand Marceau wanted to do Kimmy and Maurice a favor and hire Jalen. But Jalen is a fucking goofball. <laughs> and I do not think he is fit to be the general manager for a brand new established business. Where you primarily the general manager will be responsible for helping that new business start to run like a well a well-oiled machine. I agree with Tisha there. Maybe bring him in as an assistant GM. Yeah. But you need a manager with some experience because this is a brand new business. It doesn't yeah. run itself. Marceau doesn't have any restaurant bar type experience. So I don't like, and, and Jalen is goofy. For somebody that's college educated and wants to be in the work field, in the workforce, you can't even, you don't even speak in coherent sentences. You can't even answer simple interview questions. The questions Marceau was asking, those typical, those typical interview questions, give me a, a situation where you failed at something on a job and how did you handle it? Give me an instance where you succeeded at something on a job. How did you manage to succeed? Like, come on, those run of the mill fucking questions now. And you talking about, about you putting me on the spot, Marceau? Uh, yeah. I was about to say, Jalen, ain't you working now? So, shit, these should be questions that you know. I was just sitting there like, eh. Yeah, I don't think this is a. I, I don't think this is a smart decision. I'm not saying that Jalen isn't capable of stepping up to the plate. I just don't think I agree with you, and I agree with Tisha. I don't think this was a smart decision to put this on his plate. Cause I mean, what? It's not like I'm going back on what we said last week when Maurice was, you know, doing a lot. It's like he young, he still got time to figure it out, and him not, you know, figuring it out right now is okay. I mean, he's working. It's not like he's just a bum just sitting on y'all couch and shit. So he still got time to do it. But to give somebody that is still figuring it out this much responsibility on their plate at this age is just not a smart decision, especially when you Marceau with so much money on the line. Absolutely. And the thing is for like, for example, the general manager has to be able to say the shit Marceau said to the chef. The food is good, but the plating is fucking terrible. All right. And in turn, okay, I really like Marceau as a business person. He he saw so one, he believes in his chef. 
he saw an issue and instead of telling the chef to figure it out himself, he brought in help and for somebody to teach the chef better plating. But that's the thing. That's what a general manager will have to do. Right. I don't feel like Jalen has enough confidence to be like, nah, this doesn't look good, chief. Take, take it back. Yeah. And again, he and also even, does. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, friend. No, and also the experience, like not only the confidence, but the, but the experience. And, you know, again, I like what you said, like instead of making him a general manager, make him the assistant, you know, let him, let him get the, let him have some responsibility, but also be able to learn until he's able, ready to handle more responsibility. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. so we talking about this reconciliation shit. Do not fucking ambush me about a marriage that I did not fucking ruin. Hmm. Stop doing that to Mel. Right. And Martell, you sitting your big, dumb, stupid, bald head ass up there Lying allowing this shit life. to happen. And you haven't even told your friend and his wife that you for sure have a baby on the way with this woman. Hmm. You still are allowing them to believe it's a rumor. I'm gonna let my friend drag you real quick. Go ahead, Jeremy. I didn't like all this for several reasons. One, for the reason you started off saying, Candace, like, don't ambush me with shit. Y'all listen, y'all love on these reality TV shows. Y'all love doing ambush interventions, talk, sit down, blah, blah, blah. And that shit don't never, ever go well. Never. It don't never go well when you ambush somebody with people they have issues with talking about let's resolve and work it out. That shit don't never work. I want y'all to stop doing that. Um, I also didn't like this because it basically was the gaslight mail. Uh, it wasn't even an intervention or reconciliation. It was basically the gaslight mail show. Um, Melody did not cause the breakdown and ruin of this marriage. Martel did. If y'all should be doing a, a reconciliation or intervention with anybody, it should be that nigga. Because he is still yet to take any accountability for the shit that happened. He's still lying, saying male cheat. He ain't being honest about this damn um, baby that's on the way, like you said, uh, Candace. He still is blaming male for his inf- his choice to be, to be unfaithful. He's still lying saying that he was the primary caregiver of the children which is a motherfucking lie uh, he is blaming me for everything all of the things that Martel is don't, has done to destroy this marriage and this family he is blaming Mel for and nobody is calling him out on that shit except Mel but y'all want Mel to try to reconcile with this nigga for the quote unquote sake of the kids or the family or whatever the fuck y'all got Mel and me as a viewer fucked up. Fuck that shit. Y'all should be dragging Martel's sorry ass every motherfucking chance you get. 
this nigga had a five-year relationship with this woman and got her pregnant for two of them. Twice. And then gonna be gaslighting her on the next episode talking about a, a paternity test. Right? Right, so not only is he gaslighting his wife who he cheated on, he's also gaslighting the woman that he had a relationship outside of his marriage with. Because you know good and fucking well that's your baby. Hell, who else was she fucking and having a relationship for five fucking years? Boy, and the fact that none of y'all holding him accountable, but yet y'all also want Mel to forgive him and reconcile with him, y'all need y'all fucking face slap. Because this and is I, insulting. I, and Go I ahead. purposely skipped over that talk with Maurice because you talking uh, you talking to a man who has an outside baby he that conversation that you gave him Maurice that's better suited for somebody who actually wants their marriage to work right you're not having outside babies and wanting your marriage to work I can fucking tell you that when you start having outside babies, when you stop using protection, when you start chancing bringing STDs home to your partner, you are saying, I don't give a fuck about you, this marriage, these kids, or nothing we built. Save your breath, fam. And I hope you watched this episode and you felt like a goddamn fool for wasting your time giving amazing advice. Because that was amazing advice to a nigga who didn't want it for real. And I knew he, when this motherfucker said, what I miss about my marriage is I miss Mel getting up, making breakfast in the morning. So you, you miss having a work mule. Let's, let's get to the root. You, you miss, you, you miss what she contributed to the marriage while constantly telling everybody she contributed nothing to the marriage. But you sitting up here saying yourself, she was cooking, she was cleaning, she was getting up with the kids. Y'all was going to church as a family. You miss her labor. You don't miss her. Let say Then it again. we go back. Ooh. You miss her labor. You do not miss her. You loved her labor. You didn't really love her. Then we go back to this intervention. And every time she bring up that goddamn baby, you lose your shit because you don't want nobody to know that you've made an outside baby on your wife. Because things was going fine until she brought up that new baby. Mm. Then you exploded. Well, I was going to the other woman because she satisfied me. Well, if she satisfied you, stay there. If she satisfied you, why are you giving this woman such a hard time in this divorce? Why you can't split everything 50-50 down the middle and go on about your fucking day if she said that other woman satisfied you so much? Why you running around telling everybody male cheated on you and she ain't did shit to you? If that woman satisfied you, that woman made you happy, she was better than your wife, let your wife go. Because uh, can we get to the root, friend? Can we get to the root? That bitch don't satisfy you. That bitch stroke your ego. And that's one thing that most people find out about when they carry on outside relationships, outside of their marriage like that, especially for long term. That person, that other person, they don't have to deal with your good, bad, and ugly. Your indifferent, your ups and downs. They get the best parts of you. That woman got the best parts of you. Your money and your sperm. 
Yep. She doesn't she have to deal e. with Martell after a long day. Yep. She got she your, don't have she to deal. Yeah. She stroked your ego oh, and she child. stroked your dick. And that's what you meant. That she stroked your ego and she stroked your dick. And that's what you mean by quote unquote satisfying. But you know why you ain't with her, Martell? Because she didn't do the labor that you missed from Mel. And you know why she didn't do that? Because she, like you just said, Candace, she didn't have to deal with coming home to your ass and you a grown ass man. And she you can't make to, your... She didn't have to drop. She didn't have to take your drop cleaning. She wasn't responsible for cooking you dinner every mm-hmm. night. She wasn't responsible for having to get your kids together for school. She wasn't, she, she didn't have to see you at your worst. She see you at your best because you was cheating during nine to five hours and shit. So you wasn't even, she wasn't even having to see you after you had a long fucked up day. Mm-hmm. She was getting you on your lunch break. Yep. Child boo, fuck you. And Mel, I wish I could be upset that you trashed that pe- them people's backyard like that. But if they hadn't ambushed you with that bullshit in the first place, you wouldn't have been back there breaking up their glasses and shit. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't feel bad at all for them at all, girl. Fuck them, <laughs> shit. And the woman talking about, see, the problem is you keep cheating with the same woman, making her look dumb. No, the problem is he keep cheating. Period. Hello. Same woman, different woman. Mel says she has given him. Uh, too many chances and he thinks she's he thinks she's soft so she left leave her the fuck alone let that marriage dissolve quit trying to put them back together he made his decision he made his bed he made his baby lay in it a goddamn coward and a fool and that's and that's just that on that yeah like really, like really, that nigga don't love Mel. Like he loved, he loved the labor that Mel was doing, and the the the, the quote unquote satisfaction he got from that other woman. Again, he too goddamn stupid to realize that. Hey, you know, maybe my wife is too tired to do, you know, X Y Z, and you know, fuck me like I want her to fuck fuck me because. She is doing all the goddamn labor on top of working. While meanwhile, I'm a grown ass man who can't even get up and cook for my own goddamn kids or myself. Mm-hmm. So instead of communicating that to my partner or just stepping the fuck up so she can be more rejuvenated and we could all be happy, I decided to step out on my marriage and my family and have a five year relationship and got and got the woman my side, not even my side, my girlfriend pregnant for two of them. Mm-hmm. That's what you chose to do, Martel. That's what you chose to do. That's why your family's destroyed, and they your kids got to go back and forth between here and Atlanta, shit. And it's all your fucking fault. Own that shit. Let her go, and all the rest of y'all leave her the hell alone. Stop goddamn coddling this grown ass nigga that made a grown ass fucking decision. And lastly, Martel, before we get out of here, I want to say one thing that I've said often, but it bears repeating. I will beat your ass. Well. Not even on the strength of melody, because, I mean, I don't know her for real. I just don't like you because you a fuck nigga. I'll beat your ass, Martel. Yeah. That's all I got. All right, We'll see y'all niggas back next week. Peace. Bye. Peace.